This is the Momentum Podcast. Thanks for joining me on this really special and uh, revised set of podcasts, maybe revised or updated or enhanced around the entrepreneurial personality type. I have an admission to make. When I first made this discovery or made this breakthrough for myself, for the people around me, I was a bit militant with this information. And when I say militant, it was us versus them. It was the entrepreneurial personality type is the most important person in the world and everybody else didn't matter. And that was unfortunate. I've grown since then. I've done a lot of thinking about this. I've had a lot of time for contemplation and meditation. I've had experiences that have shown me that it doesn't have to be like that. Yes, we are different than the rest of the world, but it doesn't have to be us versus them. In fact, us with them working with the rest of the world is how we really create massive momentum and change the world for the better. In this episode, I'm going to go through the four types of people and allow you to self-qualify as which type you are and see if you relate to the concept of the evolutionary hunter as strongly as I do. I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, trailblazers, shot takers, record breakers, world makers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them, break them, then rewrite them around our own own will. We don't accept our destiny. We define it. We don't understand defeat because you only lose if you stop and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few, who are willing to hallucinate there could be a better future. And instead of just daydreaming of what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world, because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. If you haven't heard the story of the entrepreneurial personality type content that turned into my book or the evolutionary hunter information that came through me, I'll share this with you. So years ago, back in 2015, I was writing a book about how to run a company. And I had to write a book proposal and the book proposal had a section in it where I needed to describe my base, my customers, my market, my avatar, who would this book sell to? And the book proposal outline had, I think, 300 or 400 words in order to describe my market and I couldn't do it. I got stuck over and over again. I just felt completely constrained <laughs> and stuck in the fourth episode in this series, I will take you through what that means for constraints. So two episodes from now, but today I want to talk about this discovery and how much it absolutely changed my life. But like I said in the intro, when I started, when I first discovered this, it was with some aggression. It was with some anger. It was with some frustration for everything that I had been through in my life, for how often I was made fun of for being different, for how often I was bullied, for how often I was looked down on for being exactly who I am. If you're an entrepreneurial personality type, if you relate to the evolutionary hunter, you've probably had these occasions where you are doing, ex you are behaving in a way that is exactly you and the world around you reflects negatively. I had so much of that, that when this finally came through, 
when I discovered the evolutionary hunter, it was this awareness and this awakening for me, like a spiritual awakening. I remember the day where I was writing that proposal. I took the limitation of three or 400 words off, started writing after I talked to Katie, after I got a glass of water, and I wrote almost 20,000 words or 22,000 words in a weekend, and it turned into the entrepreneurial personality type book. It turned into this manifesto about the evolutionary hunter. Like I said, with it came some frustration, some anger, some us versus them. And in examining this work and examining what we do as entrepreneurial personality types and examining the evolutionary hunter, what I realized is we are different. There's no question we're different, but symbiosis and working with others and the cooperation of working with others and the support of working with others, it was what makes us truly great as evolutionary hunters. It's what makes us great entrepreneurs. It's what allows us to change the world. And so as I go through the four types of people in the world today, I want to be able to do it in a more caring, in a more compassionate, in a more empathetic way. What I've learned since I first came up with this content is that empathy, understanding how others feel, is one of the most important skills you can have. Because since this content came out, I've, I've upset people. I've argued with people, I've gotten militant with people, and I now know, especially with the work that I've done over the past few years, the personal work that I've done, the introspection I've done, the meditation, the contemplation that I've done, that it doesn't have to be that way. This doesn't have to be an us versus them, but understanding ourselves better helps us understand the world around us, the people around us, and how we can truly create momentum and change the world. See, when I look at the world around us, I see four types of people, and I wanna make something very clear. We all have tendencies in these types. There's a spectrum in each one of these four types, and we might be in two or three of these types. We might have skills in a couple of these types. We might know people that are crucially important to us in our world that are one of these types, and, and that's okay. Like We need the support of the people around us to do what we really want as entrepreneurs, and hopefully this will help you understand the world around us. When I look at the types of people in the world, the first big group that I see, and this is not just from research that I've done recently. This is from research that has culminated through my entire life of reading about human beings, of reading so many different personality profiles, of being around people, of relating to people, of empathizing with people, of understanding what's going on in people's lives, that I see like there's really these four types of people in the world. The first one is what I call caretakers. The caretakers in the world this would be the high S on the disc profile. There's so many other personality profiles out there. I'm not going to go into all of them, but it's that person who really connects with and gets momentum from helping the world around them. Caretakers are crucially important to us today and in the past. Like We need people who really want to take care of other people. And when I go out and I speak to groups of entrepreneurs, I'll share like the first type of people is caretakers. And I'll ask, how many of you relate to that? And you know what happens in the world of entrepreneurs? A lot of hands go up. Because we do want to take care of people. We do want to help people. We want to contribute to people. In fact, in the next episode, I'm going to go through the three awakenings of the entrepreneurial personality type. I can't wait for you to hear those so you can see just how crucially important it is for us to contribute and care about the people around us. But when it comes to being a caretaker, it's human beings who actually enjoy the act of taking care of other people. And the qualification question that I ask groups is, once somebody says, yes, I feel like I'm a caretaker, I'll say, okay, do you enjoy changing bedpans? And oftentimes what happens in entrepreneurial rooms is hands snap down, people giggle and laugh and think, no, not at all. I do not like changing bedpans. 
And I, here's what I do know. There are people on this world, thank God, that do, that love taking care of other people, that are fulfilled and feel whole by taking care of the people around them. And they actually love to change bedpans. Years ago, Katie was in a hospital and it was a very scary time for our family. She had a kidney stone and had a surgery and became septic. And if you're not familiar with that, what that means, it's life-threatening. And she went from what should have been a couple days in a hospital to days and days in a hospital. And so we were in and out of the hospital a lot. I have a hard time with hospitals. If you heard the last episode, there's a reason. I have some white coat syndrome. Anytime I get into like a medical environment, I, I get very uptight. I get, it's difficult for me to concentrate. I get a little overwhelmed. It's hard for me. You know, I've had a lot of medical trauma in my life. But when Katie was in the hospital, I remember there was a day that we were there and Katie had been had gone into the bathroom and a woman came in and was like humming and singing and changing her sheets. And she asked me how I was doing. And I said, I asked her, you know, do you, do you love what you do? I, I'm just curious, like, do you really enjoy what you're what you do? And she said, yes, I love it. I love helping people. I love being of service. I love to be here. And I said, do you like changing bedpans? Because that's a question I ask crowds. It's a question that I know gets a reaction. And she said, if there's a bedpan to change and a person that needs it changed, yes, I enjoy changing bedpans because I want to help that person. And I remember thinking how grateful, how incredibly grateful I was that people like her existed because we need caretakers in the world. You need caretakers. I need caretakers. The world needs people who care for other people, who see their purpose in life to care for other people. And so... It's no, no us against them when it, came, it comes to caretakers. These human beings change people's lives one-on-one -on -one by being there to help people, to support them. The second type of person that I see in the world is what I call communicators. Now, communicators are the people who like the act of communication. And when I asked groups of entrepreneurs, do you feel like you're a communicator? Again, a lot of hands go up. And the qualification question that I asked that gets giggles and laughs is, do you enjoy small talk? And what will often happen is a room that has their hands up will bring the hands down, just like the caretaker question, and say, no, they don't enjoy small talk. But there are people in the world that do. They actually love small talk. They love to engage. When I walk into a store and somebody says, hey, the weather's kind of crazy out there, I have a hard time responding because the question feels so trivial. But there are people out there that love communicating just for the act of communication. I always joke that it's the people that will have a 45 minute conversation about a 30 minute TV show. For me, that's near impossible. I have a hard time talking about things that don't have relevance and aren't deep, that aren't moving things forward, that aren't impactful, that aren't like in my world important. But that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with communicators. In fact, throughout history, the human tribe needed communicators. We needed the people that carried on oral tradition that were willing to talk to and repeat things and tell each other things and say, hey, like, don't go over there. There's a woolly mammoth and don't come over here. There's poison berries, whatever it was. And, and even in today's world, we need those people who communicate and who love the act of communication just for the sake of communication. If you don't enjoy small talk, you're probably not a pure communicator, which brings me to the third type of person that I see. And these are the coordinators. The coordinators are the people who love order and they love um, process and structure. And, you know, I'm, I'm very much, I have coordinator tendencies, huge coordinator tendencies. I love to have process, structure, and routine now. For most of my life, I've fought process, structure, and routine. 
but I now know that it's what, what unlocks my talents as an entrepreneur. What makes, it's what makes me productive as an entrepreneur. It's what grounds me, what puts me in my body. But the qualification question that I've always asked for coordinators is do you enjoy sitting on committees, which I can't stand unless I'm running the committee. It's funny when I ask entrepreneurs this question, a lot of them will say, oh yeah, I do. What if you're not running it? Oh uh, no, not so much. <laughs> and so we don't really love that, that sitting on committees, that, that providing the structure. You know, these coordinators are, are the people who like contracts, not because there's a deal, but because there's a contract. And do we need those people? Absolutely. They keep order in the world. They help us structure the world. They help us make sure that we've got everything that we need, that we have process and structure in place. And as entrepreneurs, we fight process and structure so much. I know I always have because it feels like a lack of freedom. It feels like control. But once I realized that process, structure, and routine are what really move us forward, I gained a new appreciation for coordinators. Now, there's still some that I have conflict with <laughs> and there's still some that cling to the status quo so strongly that I end up in, in conversations with them where I'm trying to persuade them, but that's okay. That's okay. You know, we need coordinators, man. Some of the most important people in the companies I've run have been the coordinators, the people who keep the process, the structure, the project management, the routine, the systems, you know, in, in my company, Simple Operations, we teach an operating system for a business, which is an absolute coordinator discipline, but we teach it so that entrepreneurs can get the support that they need. And so that we have the right amount of process, structure, and routine. And the fourth type of person, you know, when we look at our evolutionary tribe, we have the caretakers, the people who take care of other people. I think that's probably the biggest population out there. Then we have the communicators, the people who love the act of communication. Then we have the coordinators, the people that love the process, the structure, the routine, making sure that things are in the right place, in the right order. And if we look at this in, as an evolutionary tribe, if we go back thousands of years, we have these three types, and the fourth one that's missing, to me, is the evolutionary hunter. We have the people who take care of people, we have the people who communicate, we have the people who coordinate, and then we have the people who get up every morning, gather that small part of the human tribe around them that are also hunters, and pick up sticks and stones and whatever we need to do to go out and make a kill. And when I look at that evolutionary hunter mentality, that, that drive forward, that need to make things happen, that need to keep the human tribe alive, what I absolutely believe is that people like you and I millennia ago were the people who got up every morning and went out on the hunt to make something happen. We went out on the hunt to change the world to keep the human tribe alive. And today, those evolutionary hunter tendencies have gone from going out and killing things to going out and accomplishing and achieving and moving the world forward and, and making the change that we want to see in the world. And the qualification question for evolutionary hunter is simple. Can you turn it off? You know, it's funny. I ask this in groups all the time. Can you turn it off? And, and in groups of entrepreneurs, there's definitely hands that go up and they'll say, sure. And I'll say, okay, what do you do? And it's something like, well, if I get in the sauna in the morning and then I go to the cold plunge and I lay on a PMF mat for 20 minutes and I put on some eye masks or put on my eye mask and I put in the right music and I have binaural beats playing, I can turn it off for a few minutes. <laughs> but it's not a natural tendency for us to turn it off. And if we're honest with ourselves, even in that place of stillness, we are still inside moving forward and creating momentum. We are those people who can't turn it off. Why? because we are programmed epigenetically. We are programmed spiritually. We are programmed to our souls to get up every day and move forward and keep the human tribe alive. I'll go deeper into this, this motivation that we have in the next episode. 
And so if you can't turn it off and you don't fully relate to one of these other ones, you might have tendencies. You might be on the spectrum in the caretaker, communicator, coordinator. But if you're listening to this, my guess is the type of person you relate to the most is the evolutionary hunter, the person who can't turn it off, the person who wants to be in momentum, the person who gets up every day with this motivation that comes from nowhere to do something, to make a difference, to make a change. In fact, I shared with you at the beginning of this episode how this information came through and became aggressive because I was so frustrated with the world around me because for most of my life, the reflection I got from the rest of the world that was that I was broken, that I was wrong, that I didn't do things like everybody else, that I didn't learn like everybody else, that I didn't talk like everybody else, that I didn't show up like everybody else. And for that reason, I was wrong. I felt that for most of my life. I experienced a tremendous amount of suppression from it. I tried to change who I was. When I was younger, I tried to be more like everybody else. I tried to give up my differences. I tried to fit in and it just didn't work for me at all. (laughs) I know people like us that that can fit in, but I, I just looked like somebody trying to act like somebody else and was even more confused and confusing to the people around me. And when I finally realized that the things that made me different are what made me great. And I don't mean that to be boastful. I don't mean that to be egotistical. What I mean that to be is a validation for you that the things that make you different than the rest of the world, the things that you have been made fun of for, the things that you've been looked down on for, the things that people have told you are broken are probably, not probably, they're absolutely the things that make you great that make you different because when you look at the world around us, society has an equation that if you don't look like everyone else, talk like everyone else, show up like everyone else and do the same thing as everyone else, you need to be medicated, diagnosed and changed so you can be like everyone else. And that's just reality. That's not a judgment. That's true. And as evolutionary hunters, when we understand that our differences is where our strengths come from, that our differences from the world around us are what allow us to see opportunity and the difference that that needs to be made in the world, the change that needs to be made in the world, that's when we actually step into who we are and we get into massive momentum. And most importantly, when we go make our greatest contribution, when we accept ourselves, when I say that my differences are what makes me great, what I want you to understand is I'm 50 years old. And it's only in the past few years that I've understood who I am and that I've created a level of self-love where I truly accept myself for who I am, where I no longer try to change myself, where I lean into who I am, where I try and become more of who I am so that I can make the change that I want to see in the world, so that I can make the greatest contribution possible because it's who I am that will allow that to happen and it's who you are that will allow that to happen. And I want you to just think about that. I want you to let my words wash over you and think to yourself, how much of who you really are do you hold back? How much of who you really are are you afraid to show the world? How much of who you really are does the world need to see? Because as evolutionary hunters, We are the people that go out into the world, find the issue, find the challenge, find the constraint and clear it for the rest of the world so that we can all move forward faster together. And when we accept ourselves, dare I say, when we love ourselves, that's when we finally step up and do what we're meant to do. It's taken me a lifetime so far to figure this out. 
This has not been an easy transition for me or an easy understanding for me. But now that I understand it, I can't unlearn it. I know that my differences are what make me, makes me great. I know that the reason I'm not like the rest of the world is so that I can help change the world, so that I can prove the world for the people around us, so that I can make it better for all of us. And I believe you can too. And so when it comes to relating to the evolutionary hunter, I want you to also think about this is you stepping into fully who you are. This is you understanding who you are. And then the subsequent episodes in this special set of episodes, I'm going to help you do that. I'm going to help you understand even more, especially in the next one. When I go through the three awakenings of the evolutionary hunter, I can't wait to share this with you. And if you've related to what I've said, if you want help to create momentum, if you want to understand how you can take that evolutionary hunter personality that can't turn it off, that is motivated to move forward, that wants to help the world around you and have the appropriate process, structure, and routine, effective process, structure, and routine, process, structure, and routine that will actually set you free, I want to be able to help you. Starting in November, in just the next few weeks, we're going to be announcing a promotion where I'm going to work with a small group of entrepreneurs personally to go through our personal operating system to show you the process, structure, and routine that has been developed over the course of over a decade for people exactly like you and I. And I want to personally work with you to help you get clear on where you're going, understand what you need to do, and execute like crazy. Because for people like us, when we have clarity as to where we're going, and we understand with perspective whether we're moving forward or not, and we know what we're responsible for, we will put the pedal to the floor, get into momentum, and change the world. And when we're not in that place, we procrastinate. And we feel broken and we feel challenged and we feel stuck and plateaued and like we're spinning our wheels and not going anywhere. And I want to help you get out of that condition like I've helped hundreds, no thousands of entrepreneurs move in a direction where you can actually make the contribution you want to make, where you can get clear on what you're doing, where you can get into momentum. Because when we get into momentum, everything in our lives gets easier and I want to help you get there. You can go to sharfin.com forward slash Black Friday, mylastname.com forward slash Black Friday, and join the list of people who will get the announcement of how I'm going to be working with individuals this fourth quarter to help you not just change your life, but hopefully change the world. This is a promotion that is going to be available for everyone, and we're doing it at a price where any size business, you can make the investment and come work with me in December and January and the beginning of February to set next year for you up for incredible success. Go to sharfin.com forward slash Black Friday. Give us your information and we'll let you know when we are ready to, when, when we're ready to announce everything. And I can't wait to work with you. Know that if you join this promotion, you have my promise to you that you will get into a place of momentum like you never thought possible. And I have a track record of helping people just like us do that and go out and make incredible impact in their lives and incredible impact in the world. So go to sharfin.com forward slash Black Friday. Don't miss my next episode on the three awakenings of the evolutionary hunter. I think it's going to help you understand yourself and get more clear and know exactly how you can create massive momentum. I look forward to working with you this fourth quarter. Go to sharfin.com forward slash Black Friday. And I can't wait to share the next episode with you.